Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's June, it's the 22nd of June, it's 2017, and it's a wonderful Thursday. We got some day baseball, we got a nice little main slate, you know, six early games, six late games, so nice little slate here today. Riding solo like I always do on Thursdays, and um, I actually really like this slate. I think there's um, some good, solid upside options on both sides of this slate, and um, you know, we're going to talk about it here. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsor. If you guys haven't checked out Playdraft, make sure you guys head on over there. Check them out. Playdraft.com backslash grinders. That way you guys get that 100% deposit bonus up to 600 bucks. They have best ball. So if you like NFL, there's definitely an edge if you do some research here in these best ball tournaments. So make sure you guys are checking those out. As always, they got all kinds of football or uh, baseball stuff. They got a you know baseball tournament there in the lobby right now. That is a $20 entry um, with 16 people. You know you can get into that where it pays $150 to first, $70 bucks to second, $30 to third, and $30 to fourth. So you're really playing for that $150 bucks up top. Going to go ahead and enter that in right now, get myself into this tournament because there's not many spots left. So make sure you guys are joining me. Let's play some uh, tournament baseball over there on PlayDraft. Let's jump into the slate. Like I said, um, I think it's a really interesting slate. I think um, the morning slate, there's a couple ways to approach it. We're going to get started with St. Louis at Philadelphia. Eight and a half total here, Carlos Martinez. A 141 favorite. Uh, When I started my research about an hour, hour and a half ago, he was a 130 favorite. So we're already seeing this line start to creep towards Carlos Martinez. The thing is, um, you know... He's definitely the most talented pitcher on this early slate. He's been really good against righties this season. 225 Woba, 32.2% strikeout rate, limiting the hard contact. One of the better hard to soft contact ratios against right-handed bats this season. And you look at his numbers against lefties. 292 Woba, uh, 24% strikeout, giving up a lot more hard contact to lefties. But you look at this lineup, you're likely only going to see four or five righties in this lineup. So you're going to see a bunch of lefties. Um, You know, we've already talked about him giving up more hard contact to lefties, but you look at it and it's just like, which lefties are you really worried about um, outside of Herrera? Like, and he doesn't even have a ton of power. So I do think this is a spot to just play Carlos Martinez and uh, eat the chalk and go elsewhere with bats. Uh, If you're playing cores, it's going to almost be impossible to play Carlos Martinez with cores. So, that's definitely something that you want to think about here on this slate. Aaron Nola on the flip side here. 
Aaron Nola, another guy that's really good against righties. 258 Woba, 25% strikeout rate against righties this season. 53% ground ball rate. So he's getting a nice little ground ball rate there against righties. But again, another guy that, you know, much worse against lefties. 358 Woba against lefties. 29% hard contact. 1.42 home run per nine against lefties this season. So you look at the lineup, uh, Carpenter Fowler at the top definitely worry you. But you look at the rest of this lineup. Piscotti, righty, Jerko, righty, Molina, righty, Diaz, righty, Fam, righty, DeJong, righty. Like, you know, if we get the normal Cardinals lineup here and it's only Carpenter and Fowler as the lefties, I actually think Aaron Nola could make for an interesting tournament play on the flip side of Carlos Martinez um, being so chalky and popular here. So definitely think um, you could play Nola. Um, if you're not playing Nola, though, Matt Carpenter, Dexter Fowler, Surely in play here, um, you know, you want to attack Nola with lefties. Those are the two lefties in this lineup, and I think both of them are firmly in play. As far as the, as far as the Phillies go, you know, I might not have Carlos Martinez 100%, but it's more just because of price and some teams just, you know, to get off of the highest-owned pitcher on the slate. So I'm not playing any Phillies bats here on the six-game morning slate. Um, they... they they score 10 runs. I'm just not going to win any money. Moving on, Chicago White Sox at Minnesota. We have a 10 total here. Jose Quintana against Nick Turley. Oh, Yasmani Grandal, by the way. Just hit his second home run. You guys can find out if you're watching the games. You know when I'm recording now. But, man, warming up, warming up. Um, anyway, Nick Turley, a guy, very small sample size. He's really struggled in the big so far this season. Um, you know, the numbers have been awful against lefties. They've been bad against righties. Just absolutely solid, um, just all the way around, uh, or bad all the way around, sorry. I was thinking of Yasmani again. Um, anyway, and then Jose Quintana on the flip side here. You know, you necessarily don't want to pick on Minnesota with left-handed pitching. Um, Quintana, 344 Woba against left or righties, 33% hard contact. Better against lefties, 276, but don't expect to see a lot of lefties in this lineup here for the Twins. Um, I think the White Sox one of the sneakiest stacks on this early slate. We got a 10.5 total in Texas. We got Coors Field, like, the White Sox are really good against left-handed pitching, and you know they lead baseball in WOBA with 3.56 team WOBA, and you know they're just kind of under the radar team that nobody likes to play. So I think that the stack here for the White Sox is definitely an interesting way to approach this early morning slate, and it's definitely something that I'm going to be looking at. Um, Garcia had went 10 games without a home run; he had a home run Tuesday night. Continues to just hit the ball well. Um, He's a guy that I definitely like in this spot. Um, Abreu, Frazier, Davidson. um, Yeah, just all these guys are firmly in play. I like the White Sox stack as an under-the-radar stack in this morning slate. Twin side, it's another lefty. You know, we keep talking about it. Dozier, Sano, Grossman, Vargas, Escobar. All these guys hit left-handed pitching really well, so... The reason that you don't want to play Quintana and you want to look at some of these Twins bats, uh, have to check the weather here. doesn't look good in the early parts, but it looks like it starts to move out towards the later parts, so we could potentially see a delay, um, but uh, it would be interesting to see how long they want to wait on a travel day. 
Toronto Blue Jays at Texas, 10.5 totals. Marcus Stroman against Martin Perez. Uh, Marcus Stroman, a uh, high ground ball pitcher, so I'm not too worried about the ballpark here for him. Do think he's in play. Um, you know, he's definitely a guy that you can get away from Carlos Martinez and play some Stroman. Not a big strikeout guy, but we look at it and, you know, he's been better against lefties this season. 284 Woba against lefties. Against righties, 328 Woba, um, but they're going to throw a lot of lefties at him here. So I do think he's interesting. Like I said, over 60% ground ball rate this season. So Stroman, a guy you could look at to kind of just limit the damage and not get shelled here. I um, think he's in play. Perez, on the other hand, um, you know, he doesn't tend to get blown up, doesn't give up a bunch of home runs. Um, he does stink, but uh, doesn't give up a bunch of home runs. We look at it, though, and I think you could look at some of these Blue Jays bats. I don't think I would stack them just be because Perez doesn't typically get blown up. But Justin Smoke is just having a season, and nobody plays this guy. So I think he's really interesting. He's really good against lefties. Donaldson always in play against lefties. Um, depending on where Russell Martin hits, he could be another potential play. And then Steve Pierce uh, is back from the DL, and he has always been really good against lefties as well. So... Some options, I would probably likely be using those guys as one-offs. Um, yeah, it's just kind of where I'm at with this situation here. Um, and then on the on the flip side here, I don't really like any of the Texas bats. I know it's a 10.5 total. I don't really see Stroman getting blown up here. Um, Carlos Gomez has been extremely hot. I love playing hot hitters, so... There was a guy that I was going to play from Texas. It'd probably be him, but typically in offense, I'm going to stay away from him in this spot. Pittsburgh at Milwaukee, Ivan Nova against Chase Anderson. Uh, both these pitchers, it really is going to depend on what the lineups look like here um, for these teams. You look at Nova, and he's a guy that really excels against righties. Um, 262 Woba against righties, 18% strikeout rate. Um, just... You know, below one home run per nine, ground ball rate over 50%. You know, really good against righties. And you look at the numbers against lefties this season, 295. Just no strikeouts against lefties here. Um, you know, you got the, the power lefties at this top of the lineup, um, Thames and Shaw, um, which are in good spots here against Nova. But I honestly think that uh, Nova is an interesting option here because he is going to get so many righties in the bottom half of this lineup. You know, Shaw, Perez, Pena. Broxton, Arcia, the pitching spot. Like, you know, Nova's a guy that could to potentially pitch you six, seven innings here, maybe give up one or two earned runs. Um, not a bunch of upside, but on a slate that the pitching is kind of weak, I think he is um I think he's interesting for sure. Um on the on the other side, like Chase Anderson's been really good this season, and people just don't want to admit that he's actually been good. Uh you look at it. And, you know, he's using different pitches this season and pitch types to kind of, you know, get more swinging strikes. The Sierra suggests some regression here for Anderson, but his ex-Woba to lefties and righties are both under his Woba. Um, he threw his fastball over 50% of the time. He's only thrown it 36% of the time. He's mixing up his pitches more this season, like, He's actually been good. I don't think he's the worst play on the slate here. Um, both these pitchers don't really love a lot on the Pittsburgh side as far as batters. McCutcheon's warming up. Um, Polanco's interesting, but 
think Chase Anderson's not a guy that I'm going to typically pick on in this spot, but McCutcheon, like I said, probably my favorite play from Pittsburgh. You know, he's been just hot. On the Milwaukee side, I love Travis Shaw in the spot. Nova can't get out lefties. Um, really low strikeout rate against lefties. Gives up a bunch of hard contact. I think um, Shaw is firmly in play. Need to see Thames start hitting the ball. Um, you know, if you're playing a bunch of tournament teams, I definitely would have a shot or two with Thames here. But, um, you know, he is struggling right now after just absolutely mashing the baseball for a couple weeks there. Arizona at Colorado. Um, this is the Coors Field game, 11.5 total. Um, you know, Zach Godley against Antonio Sensatella. Um, you know, this 11.5 total. It is fine. It's definitely going to be probably a high-scoring game. Um, don't play any of the pitchers here. You know, what I'm looking at really is a spot that I really would really like to fade. Like, Godley's been really good this year. Um, even in that ballpark in Arizona, he's not giving up any home runs. He has a 65% ground ball rate against lefties, a 56.5% ground ball against righties. He has a strikeout upside. He has a low WOBA. His home run per nine is down. Like, Zach Godley's been really good this season, and I just don't see him getting blown up here. It is course field. It can obviously happen. And then Arizona scored 16 runs um, on Wednesday night. So recency bias is going to have the ownership on those guys up. And I would rather just pay up, give me a Carlos Martinez, get some of these White Sox bats, um, and just attack the slate a different way on the slate, you know. I don't see, you know, just for instance, if you plug in Martinez and you plug in Goldschmidt, Lamb, and Peralta on FanDuel, you have 2080 bucks per player. So you almost have to take the min salary at every position over on FanDuel. Um, and then on DraftKings, even looking at it on DK here really quick, just because I'm kind of curious now at this point. Um, let's see if you go Martinez and Arizona, let's see Goldschmidt's 5,900, Jake Lamb's 54 and Peralta's 49. So you have 3,300 per player. So even if you took Nick Turley at 4,300, that leaves you 3,200 per player and you're definitely not playing Nick Turley. Like, the cheapest pitcher that you could potentially take on this slate is Aaron Nola. And that leaves you 2700 per player. So, just, you're not getting Martinez and Arizona in this spot. And I think that, you know, we have some offenses that we talked about. And I just, I think that this is a spot that we could just potentially see, hopefully, Chorus stay under 10 and, you know, us not get burned here. So, let's... You know, kind of what I'm looking at and hoping for, anyway. Um, if I was going to play bats from this game, obviously it'd be Lamb, Peralta, and Goldschmidt, but they're so expensive. So, you know, even on the Colorado side, I just, I'm not playing anybody against Zach Godley here. Houston at Oakland, uh, 9.5 total. David Paulino against Jesse Hahn. Paulino, a big favorite at 134. But you look at the numbers this season, and you know even in a small sample size, he's really struggled with hard contact um, to righties, and only an eight percent soft contact against lefties. So you worry about that. You know more of a fly ball pitcher, which might actually help him here in this ballpark. 
But it's just, man, the hard contact is definitely concerning. Um, I don't think I could play him here, even in this matchup against Oakland. Um, I think he could actually be a little popular just because he's facing Oakland. And I think I'm going to take a pass here. Um, and then Jesse Hahn, I don't play pitchers against Houston. Um, and I think that's just going to be a rule from here on out. As far as the Houston bats go, we look at uh, Han. He's been really good against righties this season. 55% ground ball rate. In 38 innings, he hasn't allowed a home run to a righty yet. Um, getting a lot of soft contact. Limiting the damage um, You know, against lefties. We, a little bit different story, but only one home run in 27 innings. So Han's done a really great job of keeping the ball in the ballpark here. So I just don't see a Houston stack winning a tournament here. Um, I just don't see a lot of upside in the spot. So for that, it's always nice to you know have a reason to fade Houston bats, um, especially at you know the high price tags. But we look at the flip side of this, and Paulino giving up all that hard contact. I think you can look at guys like Chris Davis, Alonzo, and Healy in this spot. Even Pender and Lowry are not the worst plays in the world. So. I think you can use the Oakland guys as one-offs to fill out stacks and stuff. Um, I don't think I would stack them here. I think Ryan Healy is a guy that you know has some major upside in this spot and uh, could potentially be a, a tournament, a low-owned tournament play that could um, you know definitely help you win a tournament here on the early slate. It's interesting. Um, it is interesting. Um, I think, like I said, I'm going to attack it that way of fading cores and playing Martinez. We move on to the six-game late slate. Um, I like this slate, too. Like, I like the morning slate. I like the late slate. Uh, I think there's some interesting options on the late slate. I think there's more pitching options on the morning slate. But, you know me, I always like when we get a rookie pitcher to talk about. And um, I love doing my research on... Rookie pitchers for sure. So anyway, we move on to this late slate. We have Los Angeles Angels at the New York Yankees. Jesse Chavez against Luis Severino. I'm just going back to the well in the Yankees, just so you guys know. Um, they really they didn't kill you on the this slate on Wednesday. They didn't give you that big upside that you wanted. I'm going right back to the well. Going right back to the well. Playing the Yankees here. Um, Jesse Chavez, 372 Woba, 39% hard contact against righties. 2.68 home run per nine. Gives up a bunch of home runs to righties. A little bit better against the lefties. 306 Woba, only a 31% hard contact. The home runs come down. So I want the power righties here. You know, I want the Judge, the Holiday, the Castro, the Sanchez, the power righties. I guess I don't mind Gardner and Didi just because they're always lower owned in this stack. But I'm really attacking the power righties. Judge, Holiday, Castro, Sanchez here. A good little four-man stack there with a lot of upside. On oh and then Severino, um, definitely the most talented pitcher on the slate. I really like this spot for him. You look at it and he's an eleven point seven percent swinging strike rate with a twenty seven percent strikeout rate this season. He has a twenty point one two swinging strike rate with his slider against righties this season, and he's throwing it almost forty seven percent of the time. He averages ninety seven mile hours fastball, which is just righteous. 
Um, you know, you look at this lineup and you really kind of worry about Calhoun is the lefty in this ballpark that you worry about. And, you know, against that fastball speed, Calhoun has really struggled over the last three years. So, Falbuena, five for his last 18, you know, not great numbers against that fastball. The projected, there isn't a projected starter with an ISO over 200 against righties this season. So, um, and, and their projected team, what was like 299. So, Severino. Definitely the top pitcher on this late slate. Just eating that chalk, playing him, playing the Yankees, and uh, mixing up the rest of my lineups here. Nobody for the Angels for me. Uh, nobody for the Angels for me. Molinado kind of worked out yesterday. I wish he didn't hit the second one on the teams, but uh, then Grandall hit the second one, so I think I'm going to actually have a pretty good night. Cleveland at Baltimore, Michael Clevenger against Wade Miley, 10 over under here. Um, yeah, big total. Wade Miley starting to finally get those regression numbers that we kind of expected at the beginning of the season. 352 Woba against righties, 34.7% hard contact. Really good against lefties, 249 Woba, uh, 30% hard contact, but a 35% soft contact against lefties, so... Not getting hit by lefties, 64% ground ball against lefties. Uh, Wade Miley's been really good against lefties, which definitely rules out Jason Kipnis in this spot. Cleveland's hot. That, you know, that's the reason this totals 10. That's the re reason that Michael Clevenger is a favorite here. Cleveland's hot. This is a really hot offense. Um, you know, Jose Ramirez, Lindor, E5. Even Austin Jackson and Jan Gomes um, in play here. Like, Jan Gomes is a guy that really hits left-handed pitching well. So I think he's an interesting play here at catcher to kind of pivot off of um, any other catcher on the slate. Um, as far as the Baltimore side goes here, like Clevenger. Clevenger really good against righties. Uh, 252 Woba, 30.9% strikeout rate against righties this season. Only a 21-inning sample size. A little bit more struggle against lefties, but uh, he's a fly ball pitcher. That's his problem. He's a fly ball pitcher against lefties, um, but not a lot of lefties in this lineup. So we look at it and we approach it as how does this guy do against righties against a team that should roll out six or seven right-handed hitters? And, um, you know, he has the strikeout upside. Like I said, 31% strikeout rate against righties this season. Like, I, I think he's an interesting play. I think he'll go overlooked. I like pitching guys with a lead, and I think Clevenger's that guy that uh, could potentially get you some tournament uh, upside here in this spot. Chicago Cubs. Uh, if you're playing the Orioles, I think you play them as a stack. I don't really see any one-offs here. Um, I would definitely attack them as a stack if I'm going to play them. Chicago Cubs at Miami. Jake Arrieta against Jeff Locke. Um, nine total here. Um, Arrieta, a slight favorite at 122. So I spent a lot of time looking at why Arietta has pitched so well against the Marlins. And um, you look at it, and he throws a sinker a ton. And Stanton and Ozuda struggle with sinkers a lot. D. Gordon struggles with sink sinkers a lot. It's really Yelich and Bohr. They hit left our uh, sinkers really well. So you kind of worry about Bohr and Yelich in this spot. Um, but the big bats, you know, the Stanton, the Ozunas, uh, I say the big bats, like Bohr is definitely a big bat. Uh, Ozuna, Stanton, you know, could definitely be ending, ending double plays with the sinker, could um, definitely kill stacks here. So I think Arietta is in play here for sure. Um, 
I do think Boar's in play on the on the flip side here. Even Yelich is in play, I think. Uh, those would be the two guys that I would target against Arietta. But I do think Arietta is in play here. Um, you know, the ballpark bump going down to Miami definitely helps him out as well. Um, Jeff Locke, I'll pass. Um, you know, you want to talk tournaments. I know some of you guys love it. Some of you guys hate it. BVP here. Um, Anthony Rizzo, lefty-lefty matchup, has absolutely destroyed Locke. Um, you know, he's 11 for 29, three doubles, five home runs, and only three strikeouts. He has two stolen bases against him as well, a 1.424 OPS. Um, he has just it just crushed him. Um Javier Baez has hit him well in a smaller sample size, too. Lockett's really struggled against this starting lineup. So I think the Cubs could potentially be a sneaky stack just because of the BVP against Lock here. So, um, you know, it's an interesting play. Uh, Baez hits up towards the top of that lineup. I definitely think he's a guy you could look at. Almora could potentially get the start, so you could wrap around this stack, um, which would be a little interesting wraparound as well. So... There's a couple ways you could attack with the Cubs here. Moving on, San Francisco at Atlanta. Matt Cain against Jaime Garcia. Nine total. Matt Cain sucks. Matt Cain sucks even more on the road. Um, this guy's just not good anymore. I, I don't care what anybody wants to say. 399 Woba on the road this season. He's just been terrible on the road. Um, you know, swinging strike rate is down now under 5%. The contact rate is almost at 90%. And he only has a 16% soft contact. Like, I think the Atlanta Braves might be the best stack on the slate. Um, you know, and you could potentially get some nice value with the Braves, get them with the Yankees, and still get nice pitching here. So, Braves, definitely a team that I'm going to be attacking quite a bit on this late slate. I really like this spot for them against Matt Kane. I don't see anybody that I don't like for the Braves. Um, even Brandon Phillips probably be the only guy I don't play. You guys know why. Just lock that in every day. Um, really like the potential of going Marcakis, Kemp, Adams, Flower, Swanson with this stack. You're getting, you know, a shortstop taken care of. You're getting a catcher taken care of. You had to use that first base spot, but man, Matt Adams has just been smashing the baseball. Matt Kane, no strikeout upside against lefties. Really like um, the Braves here. Really like the Braves. Jaime Garcia is a favorite here. One fifty-one favorite. Um, I don't like this spot for him. There's no upside here for Garcia. I would rather take like a Clevenger and try to take the upside. Um, there's going to be a guy in the late in the late game that I kind of like, the rookie. Um, so we'll talk about that in a few minutes. I just don't like this spot for Garcia. I think Posey's interesting. Um, Austin Slater could be another guy you could look at. And then if um, Tomlinson hits in that two-hole, it could be a potential value play as well. Moving on, New York Mets at the L.A. Dodgers. Steven Matz against Ryu. Uh, eight total here. Ryu, a massive favorite at 192. So I instantly had to look into why he's such a big favorite. And the two righty bats that crush left-handed pitching, Flores and Cespedes, they both actually kind of struggle against soft toss and lefties. They're really, they're, they're excellent against guys that throw you know harder than 92. But this guy, you know, Ryu averages about 89 on his fastball, soft toss and lefty, mixes it up, has a bunch, a bunch of um, breaking stuff. And looking at it, Flores and Cespedes actually struggle with that. And if they roll out Conforto and Jay Bruce, 
Jay Bruce actually hits soft toss and lefties pretty well. Um, that kind of reminds me. I wanted to pull up the BVP on that. Let's see really quick. Let's see. Where is it? Um, Jay Bruce, three for six with two home runs off Ryu. Uh, one strikeout. So that makes sense. Looking at his pitch profile, he was the one guy that actually hit soft toss and lefties. Wilmer Flores has hit him decent. Three for, two for three with a strikeout, but uh, no extra base hit. So two singles there. I'm still going to play some Flores and some Cespedes here. Jay Bruce, like I said, could be a really sneaky tournament play. But I do think Ryu is in play. Um, you look at the bottom half of this lineup, Darno. Um, yeah, it just Darno down is, is pretty weak. And even Conforto there at the top. Um, I do think Ryu's in play. If he's going to be one of these really popular options, I'll probably look, you know, in you know, different places here, but I do think he's in play. Steven Matz is the guy that I think I'm just going to fully fade here. He's pretty cheap on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. Um, I could potentially see him getting some ownership here. But the Dodgers don't suck against left-handed pitching anymore. They're actually top 10 in uh, Woba against lefties this season. Matz is a guy that... Um, it's a small sample size, only 14 innings this season. Kind of got hit up in that last start, but... His swinging strike rate is under 5%. Um, you know, the contact rate is right around 92%. Like, it's still only 14 innings, but I'm going to need to see those numbers change up um, before I start rostering this guy. So, I'm going to pass on Steven Matz here, and hopefully he just doesn't have a good game at this cheap price tag. And um, on the Dodgers side, I think Chris Taylor is interesting. If Justin Turner's back in the lineup, um, Bellinger hits lefties well, Logan Foresight, and then Austin Barnes is a potential value punt catcher. Uh, he should be in there against the lefty. Last game of the night, we have Detroit at Seattle. Daniel Norris against Andrew Moore, 9.5 total here. The rookie making his first start, Andrew Moore, prospect, um, second prospect, like second best prospect pitcher in the Seattle organization. Um, favored here at 114. I think both of these pitchers are kind of interesting here. You know, we look at Andrew Moore, and he doesn't throw hard. He averages 90-93. His curveball, if it's uh, – his curveball is average. But, you know, he has a very plus changeup, very plus changeup. And he has a slider that he's been working in that he kind of worked on the offseason. But uh, plus changeup which is always good. So looking at the numbers and digging into the numbers here, um, you know, fastballs in that range and then change up Ian Kinsler mashes the change up terrible against the fastball in that range. Alex Avelia terrible against the change up really good against the fastball. Miguel Cabrera really struggles with the change up really good against the fastball. JD Martinez good against everything. <laughs> and Justin Upton Justin Upton might be one of the sneakiest plays on the slate. He absolutely destroys changeups. Uh, just put that in your memory bank and store it. But um, Justin Upton actually destroys changeups. So you look at Andrew Moore. He's under 5K here, making his first start. Um, they probably don't have a ton of scouting report on this guy, which is always something that I love. And I, I do think this is a spot that I'm going to have some exposure to him. Um, you know, I... This ballpark is big. Detroit, much better against lefties than they are righties. And, um, you know, he's a prospect. He's a talented prospect. He's a talented young kid. 
and uh, faces a team like the Tigers that strike out, you know, 23% of the time against right-handed pitching. So I do think he's interesting. And then, you know, Daniel Norris on the flip side of this game, when this guy puts it all together, he has a ton of upside. He's a guy that can go out and get a bunch of strikeouts. Um, he loves to work the outside of the plate against righties, and we know Nelson Cruz is really good at inside pitches, but um, him and Valencia both struggle against outside pitches. Nelson Cruz can hit anybody. I don't get don't get me wrong. Definitely gonna have exposure to Nelson Cruz here. Um, but I, I just wanted to point out that you know Norris does like to work the outside and um, loves to work down and in against uh, left-handed hitters. So checking out the plate IQ tool. I think this is actually an interesting spot for Daniel Norris. Big ballpark. Um, terrible BVP against um, a few of these guys. So don't see him getting ownership here. Um, and Nelson Cruz, I think, was the only one with a home run against him. So makes perfect sense. Nelson Cruz, like I said, definitely in play here. Um, you know, as far as the Tigers go, you know... Alex Avila is a guy that I've been using a bunch. Um, I don't mind him here. Like I said, Justin Upton, really sneaky tournament play here. And then uh, J.D. Martinez has just absolutely mashed everything. So, And then on the Seattle side, I really like Nelson Cruz. Um, outside of that, I just don't see a lot here. So that's why I kind of think Daniel Norris is a little interesting here in this spot. Um, Mitch Haniger is back, so you could play Mitch Haniger. He probably... Is going to hit second here, so don't mind Cruz and Hanniger, but outside of that, um, I don't really love that spot. Like I said, the late slate, I really like the Yankees, and I really like the Braves, and then I'm just going to mix in and match some of these other teams, and um, that's how I'm going to kind of approach this late slate, but that's it. See, not too bad. 12 games, uh, 35 minutes. You guys are going to be happy. You have to listen to this on your way to work, and you know, if you have a 30-minute commute, then it's going to be perfect for you. But we're going to play some home run derby before we get out of here. Um, let's see. All right. From the early slates, we're going to go with... Oh, got to go with my boy. Uh, I don't even care if this guy doesn't give up a bunch of home runs. Got to go with my boy Smoke. Um, going to the late slate, it'd be so easy to take the... Um, so easy to take the Yankees here, but I'm not going to. Um, let's see. Matt Kemp with a walk off on Wednesday night. I think he gets maybe gets hot here. Another home run for Matt Kemp. So I'm gonna go Kemp, Smoke, and then. Man, I really like this guy's batted ball profile, even against and against a rookie. I'm gonna go Justin Upton here. Out of nowhere, um, give us a home, give us a home run here. So I really like uh, Jay Up's batted ball profile is really solid um, against this guy's pitch type. So it's a spot that I'm gonna have some exposure to. I really like this batted ball profile stuff. I talk about it all the time, and um, yeah, four thousand on DraftKings, and um, definitely a guy that can get you some upside here is Justin Upton. So. Anyway, like I said, if you haven't checked out our sponsor, make sure you guys head on over there, check them out, playdraft.com, backslash grinders. Um, check them out, man. Love the best ball. Love the baseball product. Um, just really enjoy the, the website and the app, so make sure you guys are checking that out. Um, that's going to do it here for this Thursday. 
We'll be back tomorrow. Special guest Big T will be with us on the podcast. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Good luck in your contest tonight. We'll see you then. Bankroll management might not be the sexiest part of daily fantasy, but it's an important one. And that's why we've launched the DFS Analyzer. DFS Analyzer will help you easily track your results and then use them to your advantage. Just upload your contest history, and in seconds, DFS Analyzer will show you winnings, ROI, records by sport, contest type, and more. Don't just view your results, analyze them and gain an edge. Try our free DFS Analyzer tool, become a smarter, more process-oriented, hopefully more profitable DFS player. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right. Save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.